there, and welcome to episode 83 of the Night Gallery Podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're talking about the Spectre in Tap Shoes. It's the fourth episode from season three, uh, and was originally aired on October 29th, 1972. This was the closest one to Halloween. Um, it was a teleplay by Gene Kearney, based on a story by Jack Laird, and directed by Geno Swark, and is... Yet again, another haunted house ghost tale. Good evening, and a cordial welcome. For you aficionados of the arts, we offer you paintings that run the gamut of the human experiences, and a few of the inhuman experiences. Our paintings are in oils, watercolor, acrylic, charcoal, and occasionally formaldehyde. Case in point, this painting here. It's called Spectre and Tap Shoes, having to do with the nearly lost art of tap dancing, a said Terpsichorean pursuit taking on an intriguing dimension when the dancer happens to be a ghost, as is so often the case in the sort of thing that you view in the night gallery. Our story focuses on a woman called Millicent Hardy. Millicent is returns home to her house after a holiday only to find her twin sister, Marilyn, who, uh, in the attic of the dance studio up at the top floor, um, hanging from a rope, hung, killed. It's massively, understandably, hugely traumatic for her. And she um, suffers from depression uh, and nightmares, where she seems to feel that her sister's still talking to her. Not only that, there seems to be increasing evidence the fact that although her sister is now dead, her spirit has not left and it's still in the house. Um, her friend Sam, who's played by um, Christopher Connolly, suggests to her that maybe she should um, basically go to the local developer, William Jason, and sell the house, tear it down as part of the development that he wants to do, to try and create some kind of closure. It's not, not something she wants to do, though. And, but with the sound, and the sound also of tap dancing upstairs, Millicent, who's played by Sandra D, slowly starts to unravel and becomes increasingly upset. This sound of tap dancing, the sound that her... Her sister's still there is, 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 is hugely damaging to her. For example, she speaks to a, uh, a doctor and, and, and starts to smoke like her sister did. She starts to dress and act as well, like Marion. As if the two, her, herself, was, she was being taken over by her twin sister. One night she hears noise upstairs. She goes to the studio and she finds a noose ready for her. And from a dark corner, she hears a whispering. She's driven by the voice, but um, is weary to, um, to put it around her neck. She finds out who her murderer is, though. It's William, the, uh, the property developer. Uh, finds out that she was blackmailing well her sister was blackmailing this man and he wants the house to be able to tear it down and remove the blackmail as he steps towards her ready to kill 
Millicent um, says, promises that she actually has the evidence, the blackmail evidence in front of her and can get it. She goes towards inside the piano, reaches in for a piece of paper, but instead pulls out a gun and shoots the blackmailer before he can kill her. sister. Poor Marion. She never understood how tired I was. Not of the blackmail I paid her every month, but of the constant fear of being humiliated by my own words. You should have accepted my offer. Now I'll buy the building back after you're gone. And I'll tear it down piece by piece if I have to until I find those letters. Don't struggle. Don't struggle. She struggled with you. Wait, wait a minute. If it's the ledgers you want, I'll give them to you. I know where they are. No, you don't, Billy. Not again. This time, I'm ready for you. We come to afterwards and the police are explaining that the house has been rigged with different uh, noises and devices to make it appear that Millicent is still alive. No, not Millicent, sorry. Um, That Marion is still alive and is controlling the house, as it were. Basically, it was part of the murderer's attempt to drive her insane. So she would sell, or at least go so mad that she would feel she had to do something or go to, you know, give up. And this would be fine except for the fact that even now, after all the devices and equipment has been removed, she can still hear the sound of her sister upstairs tap dancing. How, Sam? How did I know right where to go for them? This is a return of uh, Sandra D, who was in Tell David. Uh, she had to learn a bit of tap dance for this role. Um, so a bit more demanding. Um, it is, I think, I mean, I spoke before uh, about rare objects and spoke about it as in sailing, kind of, you know, bashing out a script, it being, you know, uh, like quite Twilight Zone and kind of by the numbers. This one. Which, when you compare it to this, seems quite harsh. Because this really is by the numbers. It's very average. Uh, Sandra D does a, a reasonable jo- role and is quite... Uh, quite plays it quite well. But she doesn't have much to work with. The script is very slight. You know, this is going to be a very short podcast. Because the fact we're talking about a 22-minute episode, there's really not much to say about it. It's an old idea, one that's been used a few times before. You know, the, the concept of somebody setting up a ghost to drive somebody mad. Um, it isn't properly explained. The twist is basically non-existent. And 
if you believe that, you know, if you, you can spot what's happening a long way away, and, and by the time it comes to the, you know, the explanation, I'd be very surprised if you didn't expect her to be still damaged and haunted by her sister, either mentally or indeed that the idea that the house is in fact haunted. Um, so it's quite tired, really, which is a shame. On the plus side, Jenna Swark makes, a, again, writing, appearing under his, the name Gene rather than Jenna, again, you know, does some decent work with it. It looks good. It's got a good moody atmosphere to it. There's, there's scares, I suppose, in the sense of the fact that it, it is quite creepy, but not brilliantly so. Um, on the whole, I would say this is uh, a disappointing entry and um, probably one we shouldn't spend too much time discussing in truth no messages from you on the grave no ghostly visitations from Mary you see that now don't you okay Bryce so that's very brief and uh, a bit depressing but there you go uh, if you want to get hold of me you can do uh, the website www.twilightzonenetwork.com email me chris at twilightzonenetwork.com or you can go to my private twitter which is at orange underscore monkey uh, next week we discuss uh, another Rod Cernan script you can come up now Miss Milliken so until then take care and I'll speak to you soon goodbye